I get those goosebumps every time You come around, yeah You lose my mind, you make everything so fine Worry about those comments I'm way too numb, yeah It's way too dumb, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the hype Throw that to the side, yeah I get those goosebumps every time, yeah When you're not around me Throw that to the side, yeah I get those goosebumps every time, yeah 713 Through the 21, yeah, I'm riding Why they on me? Why they on me? I'm flying Sipping low-key I'm sipping low-key and I'm right up I get those goosebumps every time Good evening, good evening, good evening. Thank you very much for joining us on this glorious Friday night. Well, it is in the northeast. I don't know what it's like in Leicester and in Galway at the moment, but it's absolutely sweating. Weird. Sweating. Sweating. So you still so the ice cream man that just went past before you wouldn't mind an, uh, an ice cream with a flake. Hopefully he can visit the, the desert island that we're gonna be on, Lisa. I uh, see from the chat. We'll get into that. I don't know where that chat's going. I know I, I'm intrigued already, but we'll that that bit's for a little bit later. We've got a few little topics first. Pete. Where did the where did the ice cream bank come from? Was it Daz or was it you? It was me. I would have left. I would be gone. I'd be chasing now chasing half that ice cream truck. <laughs> yeah. But anyone that's intrigued about what about, you'll find out in a few days. Okay. Yeah. But just keep tuned. But anyway, thank you very much for joining us on a Friday night. Um joined by Pete and Daz. Um, Chris is over on his way to Budapest, possibly linking up with uh, Zabozli's agent, have a bit of crack and stuff like that, persuade him on the thing in Newcastle as well. But Daz, we've got some breaking news first, haven't you, about the fifth member of Lord that you wanted to break, didn't you? Yep, we do, we do, we do, indeed. Yep, there's a breaking news site, yeah, news sign. Well, yeah, uh, Martin, Martin has, has left uh, Loaded. Uh, uh, you remember he left us before and he came back in, but yeah, he, he's uh, decided to leave again, concentrate on on family with family time and and work being busy and stuff as well. Uh, so he's he's decided that we'll we'll uh, part ways and uh, we'll move we'll move forward as a four. But we'd like to thank Martin for all his uh, time and effort and ideas and uh, you you know as well in, in the chat uh, a bit a bit of humor uh, as he likes to say himself he brings the comedy factor to to, uh, to the show so we're going to miss that uh, and of course sure you never know he might pop on, on again in, in in the future but uh uh yeah excited to see martin go but uh all the best and uh, he's, he's going for the right reasons as well he's concentrating on on, on the right things yeah he'll definitely be missed obviously i mean i'm Good course pals with Martin. I'll, I'll, I'm seeing him next week, so I, I, that's that's the little thing. Obviously, he's, he's coming over for Sam Fender to go with us next week, so uh, it'll be a nice little send off. Obviously, get to see him probably before he goes. Um, another couple of announcements before we get into the content tonight. Okay, I want to give a shout out to uh, someone obviously that's been on the channel before numerous times. Um, he's played local hero on the takeover night. Everyone knows Davy Craig. Now, at the moment, if you are on social media at the moment on Twitter, you will see. 
uh, Davies plugging various different hand draw, um, you know, pictures that he's done uh, about the, the the area and stuff. Obviously, he did the one with that uh, Miggy Almiron uh, regards the Carabao Cup final, but obviously, he's, he's now done one uh, for next week, and it's this one here, and it's all about Sam Fender. Uh, mm-hmm. on the 9th of June next week. Now, obviously, what he's doing is actually auctioning this off uh, for charity. Uh, people can put in bids uh, for it, and obviously everything's going to the food bank. Everyone knows if you go to the home games or not. David does a lot of work every single home game uh, and away from that as well for the food bank. So he has said, if you obviously the details he's put down here for it, um, it's Hilly the Pooh, Sam Fender, and it's actually signed by Alan Shearer as well. Um, give him a DM for details on it. It's £5 each. Uh, for each uh, number, raffle number, and uh, obviously there's a hundred tickets. Like he's aiming to get sold. If it's uh, they get a hundred sold, the draw will take place on the 9th of June at eight pm. A fitting date, obviously the, the the date of the gig, but also 9th of June synonymous in uh, Newcastle culture with obviously the blade and races. Um, but obviously, if they are sold actually before the 9th of June, extra money can be sold afterwards for the food bank as well. So, if anybody's interested in buying a raffle ticket. For the uh, the Hinny the Pooh Sam Fender pick, uh, hit up Davy. Uh, he'll tell you how you can send a link over for by PayPal to get that. Obviously, fantastic cause. So uh, go and have a look at that if you're interested. But also, it's nice to give a little shout out to our our fans occasionally as well. We got a really nice um, video sent to us. I uh, I believe it was with Daz and with Pete when Sean yes. was up the other day. So we wanted to give it a shout out. To our youngest follower, even Freddie. Sean, to remind people, make sure you hit that like button. And if you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Get subscribed because we've got a lot, a, lot, a lot of content coming in, in the summer, so you're not going to want to miss that. Whatever. Nearly 300 in the chat right now. Click that like button, click the subscribe. More importantly, get me questions in for Sean because he's hey. and I can see them already flying through. <laughs> so we're Freddie loves it. He loves loaded. <laughs> Freddie, great, great, definitely great age as well. Very, very great <laughs> on that one. Agree, agree, but look, agree. Just a little, just a little shout now. Obviously, it's really nice to see that uh, families, young and old, obviously coming together. The next generation coming through, and you never know, might get that stage where Freddie's on with one of our kids doing loaded mag and UFC. If we're still going in that in the old twenty years type, you never know. But look, let's get down to the crux of it. What we decided to do for a show tonight is basically let's let's get into the nitty gritty of obviously long season. We qualified for the Champions League for the first time in twenty years. Now, obviously, we don't know who we're going to be playing yet. It's all speculation and stuff like that. But what we wanted to do is we wanted to just look at you know what potentially could be coming our way in uh, in September. So I've got this 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 little image here of. Teams that have actually been confirmed into the draw uh, for for the for next season, but also potential ones. So just to, to highlight what's going on here, all the teams in bold are confirmed participants in the Champions League next year. The teams in italics, they are teams who have to go through the, the qualifying stages and stuff like that, but have got the highest UEFA coefficient rating. So... If everybody qualifies at obviously the highest end, this is what the teams will be like and this is what the pots will be like. So as you can see, Newcastle are placed in pot four because obviously we've been out of European competition for that long. Our coefficient ratings has dropped uh, drastically. Uh, it used to be quite high, so we could have been in a 
pot two or pot three, but obviously under the Mike Ashley era, we can pretty much forget about having anything to do with Europe apart from that nice little stint around the uh, you know when we came fifth with uh, Alan Pardew. But looking at that, Daz, where do you look at those pots, and what what what's, what's your first thoughts when you see the confirmed teams to start with? Uh, yeah, well, immediately my first reaction is, uh, without even thinking about things, is uh, <laughs> what's what's their best chance to get now the group to, to go because when you're when you're in it a bit like Roy Keane when you're in it you want to try and win it but uh, it's that's a bit a bit unrealistic let's say it's just damn glad we we, we qualified in, in the first place but uh, I I'd be looking at uh, what, what's the best I, I can pick and uh, I, I might be ruining things here Richie but I go for a fine art out of pot one so who I who I'd want to, to drop out uh, and. Uh, part two, um, I, I yeah I can see. Do you know what I, I, you look at pot? You looking at pot two. The reason why you struggle is because it's debatable that pot two yeah. is potentially harder than pot one. But what I'll do, Daz, keep your suggestions to yourselves. I know you're going <laughs> through, you've already hit it that you might be real. So, Pete, you see those pots? What's your th- thoughts on the competition ahead for next season? Uh, my first thought is bring it on. Um, bring, bring it up, bring it all on. Um, I'm just looking forward to having Newcastle being in the in the biggest cup competition in the world. Um, that's for sure. Um, look, we talked about teams that we would like to have, um, all the rest of it in terms of the glamour ties. Um, but there's certain other teams that I would love to pick up in the group as well. Um, I'm looking at Rangers and Celtic. Like I, I would, I, I would, I would love to have what, what one of those in the group. Um, obviously, we, we know we can't have both. Um, uh, as well, we, as, would, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to accept the yeah, start. But um, but but Rangers, okay. Let, let's go with Rangers. Uh, yeah, bring them on. Um, Porto, because Portugal is always a nice place to go. <laughs> um, you know, a, a team that we we are capable of beating, but uh, everyone loves a trip to Portugal. Um, I wouldn't mind that mid-season. Um, it would be a, it would be a nice one. Um, Benfica, we've already played. Final, we've already play, played. Ugh, PSG for me. Come on, PSG. <laughs> uh, plenty of plenty of different options. But it's interesting you bring up Rangers, Pete, because. We could have a dress rehearsal in pre-season because obviously we Ooh, go yeah. to Ibrox in pre-season, so that's going to be interesting to watch to see how it goes. How obviously see how Eddie Howe plays it with squads and stuff like that. But as we said, pot one and pot two, pot two could arguably be the the, the harder group because if you look, you've got you've got Real Madrid in there because obviously they didn't, they didn't win the league. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's really, really odd. You've got yeah, Athletic Madrid in Milan who've got Champions League finalists this year. Uh, you know, let's forget about Man United and because we can't play them in the Champions League at, at the moment anyway. Same with Man City in part one. Uh, so that, I was look, just looking at part two, though, obviously, when I've looked at the, the research for it, we've got a 66% chance of going to Germany or Spain. So where would you prefer to go? Would you prefer to go to Madrid or would you prefer to go to Dortmund or Leipzig, Daz? I prefer to go to Germany uh, myself. I've never been to Germany. I've been to Spain loads of times. Uh, but yeah, you're talking about the teams. Uh, yeah, no, I'd, I still, I'd, I'd 
fancy our chance. I wouldn't fancy our chance. I would prefer to go into Leipzig, uh, especially if we can if we can borrow a few of their players in the summer transfer window, then we'll weaken them a bit. Pete, what do you, would you fancy Germany or Italy? Sorry, Spain. Sorry. Um, I'd love us to get to the yellow wall. Don't me? <laughs> I'd love to see the yellow wall. Um. Oh, to be to be in that that stadium, uh, um, Lol, who you guys have met when when we were up in Newcastle, he's been he spent uh, one of my best mates in the world. Uh, lives in Germany, uh, his brother um, Ben, and uh, they they've been to a number of games over in Germany, and I, I'd I'd love to go over there and experience that for sure. Um, would Dortmund be the tougher team at the two? Probably, um, particularly if they're um, if they're going to strengthen with the Bellingham money in the summer. But who cares? Um, you know, you just want those atmospheres. You want those big nights, those big Champions League nights. I think it's going to be tough because you've, you've seen people in the chat and they're going, you know, I think one or two, Michael Palmer might have asked the question, do you, you know, do, do you want do you want all the big ties or do you want an easy tie, an easy route through to the next round? It's a tough one. You kind of want a bit of both. You want a big glamorous tie. And although Dortmund might not be seen as the upper echelons of, of European football, they kind of give you a bit of both. It's a winnable game, but they've got the atmosphere and the the aura around them to make them feel like a big one. Like I don't know whether you guys agree with that. Yeah, it's you know, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that Michael Paul was put those. It's as though he's actually looked at the screen and what I've got coming up for us to discuss. It's it's that that that, that intriguing. But what I did decide to do is there's I've put together three groups. One which is the hardest group, if we were to go by UEFA coefficient. One which is the easiest by UEFA coefficient. But then what I've done is this is where it all changes for, for all three of us. And obviously anyone in the chat as well, you get your suggestions as well. Where would you like to go now? We always say that you've never seen the Macam in Milan. We've been to Milan. We've been to final. We've been to Barcelona. But on the list, where would you like to go? So I'll quickly put up the, the groups again. Pick out your three locations from each of those for some and get them stuck in the chat. So obviously we can discuss that when we get around to it. So you've got plenty of fantastic places you that you might want to go and visit. But look, have a look and then uh, get you get your uh, comments in the chat there. So as I mentioned, the hardest UEFA coefficient draw boys. Who do you think is the hardest team that we could technically face from pot one? Well, I've seen I've seen this already. Can show me for the show. <laughs> did, you, did you do you remember Pete or not? Uh, no, I don't. No, nope. I don't remember. It is Bayern Munich, Real Madrid in pot two, Shakhtar Donetsk. If you were pot three as well, Pete. Obviously, Adaz has seen that. Pete, what do you what, what do you make of that? If that was the group you were given, would you think it's a, a group of death going after the coefficient, or do you think there's possibilities there? Um. Yeah, I mean, like the first two are very, very tough. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say it was the group of death. Shakhtar Donetsk are a winnable game, like for, for me. And, and the one thing I, I might have said on a on a previous show is that, um, you know, obviously we want we want to get through into the last stages of the Champions League, of course, but the least we want to be finishing is third. And I would be confident that we could finish third in that group. I, I genuinely do. Um, and I think we could beat Shakhtar 
Shakhtar Donetsk home and away. And then it would just be a battle of whether we could pick up points from Bayern or Real Madrid, which you, you could throw that up in the air. Anything's possible. Um, so whether it's the group of death, not quite. Very close, but maybe not quite. Um, just because Shakhtar Donetsk are definitely a winnable one. It also depends on where Shakhtar Donetsk are actually playing as well, because obviously we don't know this, how it worked out with obviously the, the situation in Ukraine at the moment, where they're actually are they, are, they, are they still playing in Ukraine or have they moved to Poland? I know there was I don't know what happened this year, but obviously I don't know if anyone can actually let us know in chat. Daz, what would you make if that if that was our group on your way for coefficients being the, the, the hardest rate potentially? Uh, I think we finished third in that group. Uh, we did qualify for the um, Europa League, wouldn't we? Uh, and we'd give a, a, a great old go on that. And it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world uh, either. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, Real Madrid and Bayern Munich would be too strong for us. Yeah, so far. Give us, give us a couple of seasons. Uh, um, getting into the Champions League or just 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 getting close to making it and we'll keep building and we'll be able to, to tackle them. But I think it's, it'll, be, it'll be a step too far. Yeah, but uh, let's hope we don't get potentially the hardest draw on the coefficient trade. How about we discuss what the potentially the easiest coefficient draw could be? And you look at this and you think, "Wow, we we could, we, we could do good with the, the, with this draw." So we're looking at as you know, Daz and Peter already went Feyenoord as the winners of the Dutch league, Porto from pot two. I'll say the old-fashioned name. It's Red Star Belgrade. Everyone knows who they are. Ah. Uh, it's a lot easier to, to spell out than Cavania, Zavenza. But, uh, yeah, so we'll go Red, Red Star Belgrade. Daz, I'll come to you first. <laughs> if that was the draw that Newcastle gave it, what do you fancy your chances to be? Well, with it being our first time back in the Champions League for a long time, Richie, we're topping the group. We're going all the way. We're, get, we're going to the final in Wembley and we're winning the whole goddamn thing. I like your optimism. <laughs> Why not? No, I, actually, no. I think it's a, it's a, it's a it's a group that you could possibly look at and think. Do you know what you could get out of that group? Do, would you would be the same thoughts of that, uh, Pete? I have my reservations about this group. Really? <laughs> I do, um, because although on paper the you know, like you said, uh, Kravenya uh, Zvezda. Zvezda uh, or Westbar yeah. Belgrade is what yeah. we know them as. Um, that's never been an easy tie to go to. It hasn't no. ever, ever away from home. Um, at home, St. James's Park, of course, we expect three points. But these, the, some of those teams away from home are never quite easy. And when you've got a group like that, every team's going to be confident because they've missed out the big, the big boys. Um, of, of Champions League football. So everyone has that area of confidence. And this is why there has to be a sort of balance there. We have to get a big name. And the reason why is because in Champions League, year upon year, it happens all the time, is that you get these big teams that see a team like Red Star Belgrade or a Porto or a Feyenoord or a Newcastle that are new to Champions League after 20 years, I think, yeah, easy three points. And they come to us with an air of overconfidence and then they experience St. James's Park and they go, shit, this isn't as easy as I thought. And you want that element of that because you want the element of surprise because a lot of these players that are coming to St. James's Park probably have never played here before. So you, they see it on TV. They don't know what it's like in real life. And when you amplify 
what we've experienced this season and you amplify that by 10 or 20 for Champions League football, it means something different. And you want our players to be bang up for it. Don't you know our players are going to rise to the occasion against the Real Madrid, against the Dortmund, against the Bayern Munich. You know we're going to rise to the occasion and, and the, the fans are going to, you know, I could talk about this all day, but what I'm saying to you is, is that you, you want a balance there. When you've got a group that looks as easy as that on paper, it affects players' mentalities. Joe Linton isn't buzzing off his absolute mind on the fact of playing Champions League football to go to Red Star Belgrade. Let's be honest with that. He is buzzing because he wants to play the world's best. He wants to put himself against the world's best. And that elevates players to another level when they're playing against the world's best. So we we have to find a balance of some sort. So, like, I don't want to pour cold water on that group that looks easy and it would give us a great route forward, but I think it has to be a little bit of both. I've got to say, you know, we say Red Star Belgrade, that'll be some hostile place to go. <clears throat> Those fans are right up for it. We, we saw when we went to Partizan Belgrade back in the Champions League qualifiers where you know, Alan Shearer was there and stuff like that. They were hostile times. Obviously, they knocked us out of the qualifying in one year. And obviously, we had dropped out of the, the UEFA Cup at the time. So, you know, we know what the Serbian fans are like. If, if they're all like uh, Alexander Mitrovic, then we're, we're all screwed, basically, aren't we? <laughs> but look, if you to be fair, you know, you look at pot four, no one's going to want us from pot four. That's you know that's that's you know look at that there. There's a couple of dodgy teams that you know if if you're looking down, you wouldn't want Newcastle, and you probably wouldn't really want Sociedad. Probably the two out of pot four. That if, if you're looking there, you, you'd want to avoid them too. And I think that's 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 great news for us uh, because obviously we're unexpected like commodity this year. Uh, do you think people won't be looking for, looking towards Newcastle t- to be in their group, Daz? No, no, they're, they're, uh, no one wants to see Newcastle. Pete kind of outlined there, uh, St. James's Park rocking on a European night, uh, that Champions League music playing. I can press that now. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, um, they're not going to want to come to Newcastle. And while I'm here, I must remind people to hit that like button. And if you're new, hit the subscribe button as well. But uh, hit that like button uh, while you're at it. We're nearly 400 away nearly close to 400 away to 6k let's try and get us there oh, wow brilliant as i said just just get a like the subscribe free you know you get to notify all of the content that we put on it on a at the moment on a daily basis isn't it lads so yeah. it's more coming there you go. feels like it for us <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway right look that's the the hardest the easiest coefficient draw now i asked the question at the start of the show where would your favourite ties be? If you could pick any teams out of that pot, where would that go? So, what I did, for example, I've, I've put mine here and I'll give you the reasons why. My my favourite draw would be this. I would like to go, I just think the PSG, you know, you, you've got the Mbappes there, obviously, the start of the lineup. It's the It's the oil-based derby in the Champions League, isn't it? Everybody be... They'll be hype about it, but obviously between Qatar and Saudi and stuff like that, it's just got this immense fixture all about it. Then you've got Dortmund. The fads are fantastic. You know, the black and uh, yellow wall at the uh, you know, 
was it the, the, the Aduna Park? It's just an absolutely immense ground to go to. And then you've got AC Milan in Pod. And obviously, we like the trip to Milan. We've been there before. We've done it. Let's go back again and, and, and see the San Siro because it, this could be one of the last times you know you get to go to the San Siro uh, because obviously it's all the stadium now and stuff like that. But Pete, I'll come to you first on this one. Is that a sort of similar sort of group to what you might want, or is there a couple of changes? But and also, could that be a potential group of death? <laughs> That's a group of death. <laughs> That's a proper group of death. That is, listen, hell. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it looks like a no way out type of group. That, but um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, look, you you know for a fact that if we got PSG. Um, yeah, everyone will be having a field day. All the journalists will be having a field day. Miguel Delaney would be writing stories <laughs> out of his ears off the back of that. You know for a fact, uh, steam coming out of his ears writing those stories um, about PSG at, at Newcastle and uh, Qatari against Saudi. It's what everybody wants. I'm, I'm, it, honestly, like every person in the media wants that draw. And it wouldn't surprise me if it happened. Genuinely. PSG against Newcastle. Qatari against Saudi. It just it just it is the it is the it is the, the story of, of, of the Champions League, certainly for the group stages. And um, you throw AC Milan in there, you don't know what to expect from AC Milan. They could be amazing and do what they did this season and get to the latter stages. Or they could be really, really poor and miss out. You just don't know. Um, and I think, was it the Dortmund, the other team? In yeah, that? Look, I picked Dortmund, yeah. But obviously, they're, they're the team that put two of their feet to choose. You can have a, it might be something that you fancy better. But obviously, if you've picked Milana for the third one, you wouldn't be able to pick them in pot two. Do you know what I mean? So it's. Yeah. So um, you got. Uh, yeah, you've talked about it before. We've talked about Porto. Um, Atletico Madrid. What are they going to be like on the Simeone? New stadium. Simeone's defensive-minded team. I don't know. It's, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you what, Pete, I'll rephrase it. Obviously, you picked PSG. Obviously, we know why you've picked PSG. Yeah. Obviously, the, the, the love it. Obviously, you and Lee have both got for PSG. Obviously, the, the talk about it. Obviously, you've mentioned it. Well. Ticket, if, I, if, if I had to say <laughs> to you, you could have any of those teams that would be you've got a ticket for that game. Where would you want to go? But no, I've got a ticket for the game. Um, okay, PSG for sure. Um, if I'm going pot two and I know I've got a ticket, I would say RB Leipzig. I'd okay. just love to go there and watch a game, I really would. Um, so we've got France, Germany, pop three. Ooh, you will not see me dead in Shakhtar. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I would probably, you know what? Yeah, I'd probably say AC Milan. Yeah, I, I looked at it. I was, I was torn between Milan and Rome for Lazio. Because yeah. obviously Rome is a city, it's a nice place to go and stuff, but uh, not for ten days, it's not, trust me. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to avoid I'm trying to avoid teams we've already played over the years. 
So yeah. two people are putting there like the likes of Barca and Feyenoord and play in place like that. We played those teams. We played yeah. Barca twice, in fact. Yeah, that that was that was my thinking as well, Peter. I wanted variation from what we've had before. Yeah. So that's kind of, I mean, obviously we've been to, the, we played against Inter Milan the last time, but we haven't played, we did play against AC Milan. So yeah, that would probably be me. PSG, Leipzig, AC Milan. Okay. Das, obviously my favourite, as I said, was PSG, Dortmund, AC Milan, and obviously us. Would yours be similar to that? Uh, and also the, the other part of the question, could that potentially be a group of death as well? That could be a group of death, yes, for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, okay, if I'm picking, what, what do I want? I want Barca out of pot one. Uh, just the sentimental value of Barca, my my Spanish team, let's say. Um, Never mind, you, it, wouldn't be going to, you potentially wouldn't be going to the new camp because obviously they close it for next season to do renovations. So yeah, they yeah, wouldn't well, get to go to Barca. They wouldn't get to go to the new camp. Uh, where are they going to play it in this Espanol stadium down the road? I mean, they probably end up being at the. They've got to take a training ground for the the, the beach. Ah, they yeah, take yeah. a the smaller stadium sort of thing, but or they might they might reduce the size of the the new ground. Or they are doing renovations. Yeah, they're not. Uh, there. Yeah, as you said, they're not there next season. So yeah, yeah. I, it, it's, it's right next door. It's right next uh, door. Yeah, the, um, I've, I've, it's not the same. I've, Real Madrid yeah, did I've, something similar under lockdown, and it was poor. Do you know what that 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 means? Sorry, it could a lot of teams could fancy going to Barcelona because they would be intimidated by the venue. Yeah, it, it, there was there were a lot of teams that weren't intimidated when Real Madrid played at their yeah. kind of training ground. But so that's you were going to say something. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Oh no, yeah, no, no, no. I was just going to say that um, I've been to the new camp. There's no match on, just a, a, a tour and a holiday. And I've I've been to to Real Madrid Stadium as well, Barnabao. But uh, yeah, no match on, of course, either. Uh, but no, I'm going to say Barcelona still. Uh, I'm going to say. Leipzig, Leipzig, uh, because I want to them to experience St James's Park, some of their players, uh, up and coming players, and then we can, might be able to tempt them there. So that's why I'm, I'm going to pick them. Um, part three, I'm going to go for either Braga or Rangers, um, just just because there's some one who I think we could win. And uh, yeah, sure, that's us then in in part four, obviously. So uh, yeah, that'll do. So plenty of options there. And do you know what? To be fair, lads, we're happy just to be in there, aren't we? Really, realistically. So, but let's 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 put that little devil's advocate in there, okay? Like we, I know Dad's mentioned at the very start of the show. Yeah, we're going to have a fantastic. We're going to go on and win it and stuff like that. What What do you actually think's a realistic possibility or a realistic minimum to actually go from your first Champions League back in first season back to the Champions League? Sorry, Pete. What what's realistic? Re, what's realistic, and what would you say is a a bare minimum? <sighs> a bare minimum for Newcastle is third in the group. Like we have to continue to play European football regardless. That for me is a bare minimum, and I think the 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 manager and the ownership will be saying the same is that. If we're going into a champion, if we're going into European season, it's don't finish fourth. Don't finish fourth. You finish third, you go into Europa League. Hey, oh, what's happened there? Is it like <laughs> must have gone down. Yeah. Um it like he, he like that will be that will be the that will be the objective. Don't finish fourth because you're out of Europe altogether. You finish third, you go into Europa League. And honestly, 
honestly, I don't care who's already in Europa League, Liverpool, uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, Michael probably said they upset him. I don't know why I'm upset him. <laughs> what, because I said finish third? I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I um, but I'll be saying, you know, I'd be, I'd be confident in us attacking the Europa League. However, finishing in the top two and getting into the latter stages, anything's possible, Rich. Honestly, Rich, anything is possible. We've seen it before. I was chatting to a couple of Leicester fans um, about this uh, before the end of the season. And I was trying to, I was kind of talking to them about, because they were one of the only teams that have got Champions League football and then actually went on to get into the latter stages and get into the quarterfinals in their first and only season in the Champions League. Like they they just kind of carried that wave on. Now we're on a, we didn't win the league, of course we didn't, but we, we've been amazing this season. Can we, can, we, can we carry that wave on into the Champions League season? And can we carry that wave on and get into the latter stages? Whether that's round of 16, whether that's quarterfinals, semis and beyond, who knows? But we cannot finish fourth in the league. That is the priority. Third and above. I don't know what you guys think of that. That I hundred percent agree with Daz. What would you make of that? What would you what do you think the realistic and the minimum expectations are for this season in the Champions League? This is okay, sorry, sorry, I dropped out there. My, my question right. died. Uh, but it, <clears throat> sorry, your question is where where do I think we'll finish in, in well, well, yeah, what, what what would you say is uh you know, the minimum requirement per, and also what where do you think we could realistically finish? So it's like a two part question. Mm-hmm. All depends on, on the draw, really, Richie. I, I wouldn't be getting that far ahead. I know you're you're playing playing out scenarios there, but the draw has to happen first, and then see where where we are, see how we're playing as well. Then when the Champions League starts, I I, I could give that kind of an answer. It's way too early, like because okay, we, if we, I think finishing finishing third in a group is is doing really really well. Uh, just uh, that should should be um, our target and, uh, to to try and get uh, if we're to drop out of the Champions League to, to get into the Europa League and then see what we can do in that. But it's going to be difficult uh, trying to manage on 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 all fronts and um, uh, but both domestic and European. It's something we're not not going to be used to. Eddie Howe isn't used to it either. So it's going to be a learning curve for everybody, and we're going to be have to bring in a few players, and they have to gel. So it's 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 going to be a year of learning, I think. Uh, and uh, all, if we, the the whatever bonuses we can take from it, all, all, all the better. Yeah, it's a great point that you just brought up there, Daz. About it's obviously it's going to be a learning season because obviously it's it's a lot of firsts for a lot of players on there. So uh, obviously you've got like Trippier in there, you've got Bruno who's. Experience European football, the same with Sven Bottom, but there's a lot of players in that squad who've never experienced European football, let alone Champions League football. So it's a learning curve. But obviously, both of, we've all pretty much said that third, a minimum sort of thing. So is there any teams? Obviously, we mentioned the host, uh, uh, Red Star Belgrade has been a hostile place to go. Is there any of those other teams in pot three that you wouldn't fancy us coming above? Coming to play against? Yeah, so same example. We've just all said pretty much we think third would be a good season if we were to finish third in the group and continue with the uh, Europa League. If, if obviously after the, the, the new year, 
Is there any teams in there that you would think would be a serious doubt if they were in our group that we could finish third in the group? Oh, okay, right. Just two for me. The, the two Italian teams, AC and Lazio. Um, uh, and even Lazio is kind of like a... Mm, are we capable of finishing above them? We are. Um, of course we are. Um, all the other teams, I, I think we're more than capable. And you know what? Yano, uh, welcome Yano back to the chat, actually. I'm not, we're not seeing him in a while. He's okay, great Yano. to see him in the chat. Hope you're well, fella. Um, but yeah. he said, it, but he put on the chat in a comment, if we are finishing fourth, then we've had a nightmare transfer window. And he makes a really, really good point because... We're talking about Newcastle United with our current team right now. We're not talking about a Newcastle United at the end of the transfer window. Whatever, whatever is going to happen, and there's there's a lot of questions popping up right now with regards to transfers and various other topics that we will cover later on in the show. But um, what I will say is, that you look at those group of group of teams in pot three, and you think Lazio, AC Milan, okay, difficult teams. All the rest of them beatable. That's me, in my opinion. Daz, are you on the similar thoughts to to Pete, or was there anybody else that you know you potentially wary of in pot three? Um, yeah, last year I don't know what they're about these days. Uh, the SMS, of course, but he could even end up with us. Uh, yes. Um, no, I think we can. We could. On the day we can beat anyone in that, in that pot three, um, but it's it's how we're how we're coping, uh, like with with their own league uh, domestically and trying to combine it with Europe. Um, uh, it, it's going to be difficult, but uh, we can't. No, we, sh- we have no one to fear in, in pot three. No, it's safe to say whatever happens at the end of August when the draws made, <laughs> it's going to be exciting times for Newcastle, and then obviously. You'll see all, all over social media where people are planning the trips to and stuff. It's going to be a fantastic experience for the first. Sometimes for, for some Newcastle fans, the first time they get their experience, European away days full stop. It's going to be such a spectacle when we actually get around. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, just while we're on the Champions League uh, topic, before we've changed topic slightly before we get the questions, there's been a, a big debate about obviously the homegrown players that you've got to have in the squad for the Champions League. Uh, but you've also got to have at least four players that have come through the academy at Newcastle. So at the moment, obviously, you look at the, the ones who have come through, you've obviously got Sean Longstaff you've got there, you've got Ellie Anderson, uh, Mark Gillespie, Paul Dummert, Matty Longstaff, still because technically he's still got a contract until the summer. And obviously you've got the, the youngster, Lewis Murray, who's just broke through the team. Now, obviously, there's a potential that, you know, is there some, are some of them still going to be there for next season or anything like that? But there's been a lot of talk about these two people potentially, you know, being drawn back to the club. Um, Pete, I'll come to you first before we we'll get your opinion on, on both the players. But they've both got a, they've got 12 months left on the contract uh, currently where they are at the moment. And that's Fraser Forster at Spurs. Obviously, it's a very, very young Fraser Forster yeah, at Spurs yeah, yeah. at Newcastle there. Uh, yeah. But also Tim Krull. Uh, who's got 12 months on his contract at Norwich, both 35 years old. Now, we'll probably look at this, that they're not going to be the starting goalkeeper. They are probably going to come and sit along either number two or three on the bench sort of thing. Pete, do you think either of those are a viable move? And is it, is it something you could possibly look, want to pursue as well? 
I think both of them are 100% a viable move. I genuinely do. Um, because it hits the it hits the quota quite easily. Um, for a 25-man Champions League squad, um, they're not going to play every week at or, or at all, but they'll hit that quota as well. Um, and both players love the club. Uh, if I'm if I'm looking at if I'm looking at an option that would be more likely to happen, it would probably be Tim Krul because I I just think that Fraser Foster has an opportunity to play elsewhere as a number one goalkeeper whether it's for a few more seasons. Tim McCall's kind of gone down the leagues and then built himself back up and, and obviously he was with Norwich and he went down again. Um, he's probably at the stage where he might well be happy with playing third choice. Um, Fraser Forster had a good spell at Tottenham with Hugo Luis being out and speaking to a couple of Tottenham fans. They were actually pleased with what he did when he came in for Hugo Lloris. Hugo Lloris was shocking last season. Yeah. And actually, Fraser Foster was was good when he came in. So for me, I would probably prefer him ahead of Tim Krul. But you asked me what which one's more likely, I would say Tim Krul, because Fraser Foster will probably get an option of a first-team first team corner uh, for, for another club somewhere. Um, but will Fraser Foster want to come home? It is his home. Would he want to come home and and come north and 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 be around family and be close to family and friends and and be a part of this Champions League journey and dream and and be a part of it for a few years of where Newcastle United is going to be from where he was last with us, where he had you know a really bad time. I think it was Leeds away. It was that their fight out between Cruel and Forster for first team football. I think Forster had a really bad game against Leeds in a pre-season friendly where he, he conceded a couple of bad goals and he was shipped out off the back of that. Um, and, you know, does he want to kind of right those wrongs and come back to the club and be seen as a positive? I don't know. Um, I, I, if you're asking me who's more likely, Tim Krul. If you're asking me who I would want out of the two, Fraser Foster. Yeah, that's me. Daz, what's your thoughts on the two? Yeah, so... Tim Krul, I think I could have been there for his debut or close to the time of his debut anyway because um, he played in the game against Palermo. Was, um, so, yeah, uh, but I think Tim Krul is, is days are numbered as, as, as a player now. I, he just so, so, Anytime I've seen him, it's, it's mistakes I've seen. Fraser Foster, I agree with Pete. He did, he did well uh, for Spurs in the last few games. Uh, of course, Hugo Lloris was retired after the game against us and there's now this talk of him going to Nice. So uh yeah um but yeah Nice yeah Nice that has read I saw that somewhere today and then he he's also said that they've got two good keepers already like that's that's, that's Michael that's yeah. 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 yes so he's he's not gonna get a game there either so yeah you might as well retire uh Hugo Lloris uh but uh go into media or something like that. Um but yeah there's a gap in loaders if you want to join us um <laughs> He's singing Newcastle connections after this season. It's a James, isn't he? He would get in, guys. Hey, it. no, he'd be handy. He'd be handy for the way days European shows. He speak. He speak a bit of French, Pete. See, that's so does we. We're good. <laughs> We're good. Back of the line. Okay. <laughs> we, we, 
<laughs> we need someone else. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I go for oh, of of the two, and if we, ha- we have to bring in one to make up numbers, I pick uh, Fraser Foster as well. Do you know what? I, I think this is one way which could potentially go down to late in the window because obviously there's a lot of talk on Debravka. Is he you know, obviously we know Eddie Howe wants him to stay, but does he want to move away for first team football? Obviously, we saw he jumped at the chance to go and warm the bench at Man Night, which was probably one of the most bizarre, bizarre situations last year. You've also got the fact that Eddie Howe's mentioned he wants to keep Loris Carius as well. And there's, there's, there's been technical talks about increasing that, but we know that his wife's back over in Italy, pregnant and stuff. So is that one harder to do? So it's, you know, if, if you're keeping Dubravka or Carius, is the logical move would be probably to bring Tim Quill back. Bear in mind, he's, his wife's from Bedlington. So obviously she, she'd maybe come home as such uh, on that sort of front. And, you know, he's sitting on the bench at Norwich now. You know, come to the come Newcastle experience Champions League football again and sit on the bench, which he's doing at Norwich. You know what I mean? This, 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 that's, that's a fantastic shout for that. But obviously, if your number two goes, I think that's where you would then have to go by persuade Fraser Forster because you you know he's 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 done well as a number one at Spurs when he came in after Larice. Uh, and he would probably be happy to sit behind Pope as well at his home town club. That's probably one of the only teams he would be prepared to do it. But if, going back to before I bring you in, Pete. People were saying about Tim Krull being, you know, out of it and stuff. Would you prefer Tim Krull as your third choice keeper or Mark Gillespie? I'll just put that mm. like that. Pete? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I like Mark Gillespie for what he does in the away ends. But yeah, um, if I'm asking <laughs> for a third choice goalkeeper, it, it, it's it's not even a question. Um uh, Tim Krull all day long. And, and the, the only thing I wanted to add to that is that Callum makes a great point, and he just sorry to steal the, ju- the chat off you for a second, guys. I uh, apologize, it just came up. His <clears throat> wife is a Geordie as well. She yeah, home. Did, you so, that? did you say it? Sorry, if yeah, she's not, she's not badly. Uh, apologies. Um, that was a that was a really good good point. But Yana also mentions to answer the question. Both are an upgrade on Gillespie as third choice. Uh, would like a second choice keeper who can challenge Pope. Um, that's going to be a really hard one. Um, who's the second goalkeeper that pushes Nick Pope? That's the hardest part if we're going to be able to be in that position because I genuinely believe, and I don't know what you guys think, but it, uh, whoever comes in out of those two, if they do, I genuinely believe are third, third choices. I don't believe either one of them are going to be second choices. So <clears throat> it, it begs the question... Who's going to be second choice? Is Dubravka going to say if we're going to? Are we going to get someone else in? Are we going to make two goalkeeper additions? Who knows? It's a really tough one. But I don't know what you guys think about that. I, I think one thing we're 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 let's throw someone else into the equation here. In our charity game, there was an unbelievable keeper on display on the day. And if Newcastle fans TV can give us the name of that keeper, let us know who he is. Oh, Richie. <laughs> no, I mean you, Richie. Richie, you don't are... take that. <laughs> he's done you. He's done you. I really live in there. Yep. I really live in there. <laughs> I played a game of freaking... How many people can tell what they've played a full... Uh, they've near over a full game with a dud... Of... Well... Me. <laughs> not ready to be no, it's, it's true. You are unbelievable. I think if Newcastle, if the scouts had been there, they would be checking you out. They would be checking out that no. knee. Could you pass the medical? That's the only thing. <laughs> no, I'm too short for a start, so I probably wouldn't have passed on that one either. 
Look, lads. <laughs> Just while we're having a bit of a carry on, just a bit really reminder to, to like and subscribe to the, the channel. You know, as we, we mentioned, it helps us get us with the uh, algorithms for all the Newcastle content out there. It's free of charge to subscribe as well. Uh, you get a reminder every time we put some new content out. So there's a lot of dropping off over the next few days. Plus, there's loads of content coming over the next weeks and months uh, with obviously all fixtures getting put out. You know, next week you've got the, the kit launch as well. Champions League draws, you've there's just loads cut up in this, and then of course the transfer window opens on the 14th. <laughs> so there's loads to discuss. So just remember, like all the videos, really helps us out and subscribe for free. You'll get a notification every time you come on. Right, before we get the questions, then we'll just get a little talking point. And to be fair, it has to be a little talking point because we don't really know much about it. But today, Fabrizio Romano broke the news that. Newcastle were agreeing a deal for Yankuma Minte from a dense. Now, he's an 18-year-old uh, from Gambia. Uh, normally plays on the right-hand side. Uh, this is, obviously, he hasn't really played much this year. It's his first, te- first time in the first team this season. So, you can see there, he's, he's played, he started 15 games, uh, four goals. He also got four assists as well. So, eight goal contributions on that. Uh and I believe it's, it's it's about six million euros. Is that right, Pete? I think it was. But what what what's your initial thoughts on that? I, I know those are up and down uh, thoughts, positive and negative, from some of the the fan base on light today. But what what's your initial thoughts on this deal? I'll be honest. I, I don't see how there could be a negative um, thought about the deal. It, it's um. It's a positive deal. Uh, it might not be the player that you want. Like we've been linked with so many players over the recent weeks, um, and and to, and to hear that this deal was close might be not what you want. But actually, if you look at this deal in isolation, it shows you where we're going as a club. Um, this I tweeted that earlier on today. This had Dan Ashworth's hand, like fingerprints all over it. Um, you look at what Brighton have been able to produce with their young players and been able to bring through in recent years. This is the blueprint. This is what they do. They see players at a young age that have got potential to build. Great age. And uh, 18 is a great age uh, <laughs> uh, in football terms. And you're absolutely right. And it builds into what he is trying to build at Newcastle. Um, <clears throat> and to see him come through in 18 to to have four goals and four assists in his first real breakout season um, at Adense. like That is, for me, like, that's positive. That's great. And, um, you know, people, are, are, I'll be honest, I've not seen anything other than the YouTube clips that have been going around. And, and to be fair, I watched them a while back because at least a month ago, maybe maybe two. It was about two or three months, actually. Yeah, that the, the, he mentioned, he actually mm-hmm. mentioned that he was, he would, he would, he wants to come to Newcastle when the links were talked about. I think he was asked the question. He said he wanted to come to Newcastle. So I'd watched those clips way back when, and, and he looked, he looked uh, um, an interesting talent. He looked, he looked an intriguing talent. And seeing what he can give potentially in a couple of years to Newcastle, because he's going to go alone. Of course, he is. They've already mentioned it. He has the potential to be what. Brighton have brought through. You look at Matoma and you look at Casado and you look at one Estepan um, as a left back. You look at some of those other players that they've brought through. He's got the potential to be that type of player. Like he 
is is destined to to be a, a real super talent. And I'll be honest with you, and I don't say this lightly, he looks like he's ahead of Grand Kual. Like in terms of the way in which he plays, he looks like he's already ahead in terms of what he's capable of producing. He plays games. He's starting more games. He's he, he's producing more moments. Like there's an argument that he's ready. What I will say is left-footed on the right-hand side, from what I watch on the videos, and I don't know what everyone else's thoughts are, and you probably will watch similar videos, he does remind me a little bit of Miggy in terms of the way in which he presses, in terms of the way in which he moves the ball, is is in and out movement, like in terms of in terms of making those runs in and behind. Um he does he does he do he seems that similar type of player. I could be wrong, but that, that's kind of what he says to me. That doesn't mean that he's only got one foot, although he's I've only ever seen him use his left foot, but he's got that ability to bend that ball into the far corner, which is 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 gold dust. Yeah, I think, see, the negative things that I'd seen about him was the fact, obviously, how much they've paid for him. I don't know if people are just comparing it to the fact that how much they paid for Garan Kowal, which was literally next yeah. to nothing. Uh, yeah. But also the fact that it, it was also, there, was a, there was a few people saying it's the same position as Garan Kowal. Well, I'm not being funny. What happens? You might have two that make it. You might have none that make it. Yeah. Or you might have one or the other. <clears throat> you've got to keep your options open, especially when you're looking at it. You've what, spent... What six and a half million euros on two players potential? Yeah, you know it's, it does. I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, no, and you can it, there's resale value again. Uh, even if they they don't eventually cut it, uh, they're so young that they you could you can sell them on and at least probably recoup your money back. It's but, the uh, Chelsea model, though, isn't it? It's the yeah, Chelsea it is. Model. It is. It's exactly what it is. But I know all about Menti, Richie, because I Did watched it. the five, five minute Dennis Wise YouTube clip on him uh, today. So I know all about Me him. Too. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but, and, and Pete, um, Actually, I must point out, uh, first of all, Sean Casey in the Irish Mags chat, he did say last night there was going to be something dropping <laughs> today about a young player. Uh, uh, and um, I saw there was another tweet from January. Some some guy did mention this player, Minty. Uh, so that was a very, very interesting. But yes. for me... Go on. I was just, um, just to add to that before you move on, um, I didn't see it last night, so I apologise, Sean. But he did message me and he mentioned something. He did say yeah. the young player was going to be announced today. So when I saw that, I was like, "Fucking hell!" Like uh, you guys saw saw the 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 um, the Fabrizio Romano before me because I was still in bed. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize, I was still sleeping. <laughs> so so I, I missed I missed the early announcement by about half an hour or so. Uh, and then when I went back to the messages, I saw that he messaged me last night and he said, "Keep an eye out for." And I was like, young player, and 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 he also had that that he was go straight out alone as well. But anyway, uh, like I said, man uh, himself. So yeah, he he, he got that one right. Uh, but I was going to say when I the, the clips I saw of him, and, and I said it in into the Irish Mags chat as well. He just some bit of him just reminded me a bit of Tino the way he uh, was running as well. There was I got the, a bit of a fla- t- Tino flavor flavor off him. Uh, so bring on the fireworks. Look forward to that. Too right. <laughs> yeah, I think the good thing is though what what we're noticing is that we're actually looking into the young market now. Uh, we're not just looking at at home. We're not just looking at Brazil. We're looking worldwide. Yeah. You know, we've got Kawhi that was in the Australia, uh, in the in the A League. You've now got uh, Minty that's from uh, Denmark. So there's a lot of different potential. It's good to see that we're opening up the network full stop, and we're not just restricting ourselves and 
I think this is what we're going to see more of, a lot more development in the in the academy side of things as well, like Man City have done, like Chelsea have done as well. Uh, but I was sitting Daz, before we get on to the questions, because that's, you know, round up a little bit about Mindy. Do you want to mention the sponsors and stuff before we get into the questions? Yeah, let, let's do that. I've 23 questions starter. You guys do, because I've just only caught up to the chat. But yeah, a <laughs> shout out to uh, the radio shed.com and Russ and the radio shed. And Russ is still mad busy on the radiator front. Uh, and yeah, here's some of the, of the samples of what are on offer. I just flicked quickly through the pictures because you've all seen them at this stage. And talk to Russ, he'll sort you out. Mention Lotus, you'll get a discount. There were samples, by the way. I got hammered for the music. I was like, why are they so small? People are like, <laughs> <laughs> they're samples. I'm like, Oh, that's why. Oh, that's I know. I get it as well. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Um, he's yeah, and he's got a new custom flavor one coming as well. Um, right. So and Starworks as well. Uh, uh, Russell's company too. If you want to get things set up, you come in the loaded van and sort you out. Also, uh, shout out to H2O Bathroom Design Co. Uh, the Northeast's largest supplier of Velcro and Botch Bathroomware. Team Valley Gated, over 20 years established. Run by the family, get down to the showroom on 11th Avenue. Team Valley Estate, Gated. Um, and yet, yeah, here are some of the pictures on of the lovely, beautiful bathrooms. And uh, yeah, uh, I think you were even go go making the making some moves in, in that market there uh, yesterday, Richie. I'm not, I'm not. I must have. It's not me. It, it is the the in-laws are looking to get something done. So Russ has uh, has happily said he'll give them a ring on Monday when he's back at work. Nice, and I hope they're going to mention loaded and they'll get that loaded discount. No Christmas dinner for you, otherwise. Um, uh, let me see. That's it from the sponsors. Right. Well, let's crack on with the questions for the for the, the next half an hour or so, and uh, Jeez, we'll see where, right. where where it takes us. Okay, we'll have we we'll leave some for a rapid fire uh, round as well. We'll have a rapid fire six a second at the end. Um, Question: Tierney and Madison are backer, and Dominic Sub is right. Second, second one for me. It's a tough one. We've got got to wait for the the left back series to to complete first before (laughs) we we answer that question on left back. Because yeah, we've got a few. Obviously. The first one in the series went out, Borna Souza, um, today. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you do. There it is on cue. Um, and maybe the other two are part of the conversation. We we, we will see. Maybe the RP, and considering they're up on YouTube, we can mention them. They are. I think Michael's been having a... Michael's been having a sneak peek of what we've got coming up. I think that's what he's been doing there. Dropping tomorrow, <laughs> at, <laughs> dropping tomorrow at 9 a.m., we have gonna be styling something. Uh, Kieran Tierney. Uh, that's uh, who we're gonna look at tomorrow. Then dropping on uh, that's Saturday morning. A uh, Sunday morning, we've got oh biker, oh biker, oh biker, Barker Grove. So yeah, that's coming up on uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's cheesier and cheesier this show. Um, yeah, that's coming up on on uh, Sunday morning, and we want we, we're just after recording uh, the, the the next one. But we're not going to say who it is yet because it's not up on YouTube. So keep stay tuned for, for that one. So back to I've got to say, Daz, I did actually give you a shout out on one of the shorts because 
some of the posters that you come up with and the pun seriously you could be an editor in a bloody paper for some of the stuff that you come up with but i tell you what the viva las vega one for uh for gabby that we did the other day you don't need to you can just message two and chance straight away and tell them to get elvis on the case viva las vega Viva exactly. Gabby, Gabby Vega, there you go, son. Exactly. Don't need to mess about with a long chat. Nice short one, there you go. Yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't beat the short ones, the catchy ones. Um, but yeah, are we answering this or are we leaving it? Uh, I, I, honestly, I think with what we've got planned coming up, I, th- I think we need to. I, I, I don't think we can answer that. Let's leave it for the let, let's leave let's leave it for the shorts. Let's leave it for, let's the, leave shorts. It for the shorts. Okay. Sorry, Michael. Uh, the shorts wonder. will answer those questions for sure. Right. This is a question for both of you lads. Right. Which uh, one of the loaded lads would be the most useful to be stranded on a desert island alongside? <sighs> Tough one. <laughs> I actually saw I'm not the guy to be with. No, neither am I. <laughs> with a quiz. Uh, so if it's quiz related, I'm out. <laughs> Keith Rowan's your man there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird because I, I saw Lisa's response to this, and Lisa came up with a good one. And it's it probably starts to swing. And she says, She's adamant that Daz could, there you go. Daz could build some kind of communication device to get out of wooden shells to get us off the island. Yeah, there'd probably be shells saying SOS. That's the uh, my, my device I'd have to build. Uh, Lisa, yeah, you're, you're not giving me much options there. Uh, and probably I would, if, if I walked around the island, I'd probably, if I met you again, I probably wouldn't recognize you. So there you go. That'll keep it interesting. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <Goldfish>. <laughs> uh, right, next question. Uh, let's go to Colum's question. With the report, with the recent reports about Benfica dropping out of the race for Milos Kerbis, would you prefer him or Kieran Tierney? I don't know who this guy is. I've never seen him. I don't think he, I have, and I. It was what it was who Sean mentioned on the show, ah. <clears throat> and he he said that scouts have been watching um, a young lad at AZ Atmar, and, and it's Milos uh, uh, Um So. He was destined because Alex Grimaldo has been going, is, is leaving uh, Benfica. So he, he's gone, I can't remember who he's gone to now. He, he's, he signed a pre-contract agreement with someone else on a free transfer. Um, so they were looking at Milos Kerkes as a replacement. Um, apparently Newcastle have been watching him for quite a while. Milos Kerkes, um, Hungarian, just putting it out there, uh-huh. 19 years old. Um, young left back had a really good season. Um, at AZ Atmar, still lots of improvement to be done. He's still a really you know, it was a great age 19, <laughs> but still lots of um improvement to be done. But I just think that, um, uh, yeah, it, it, it's one of those that I think Callum is looking at. Um, oh, sorry, yeah, Callum is right. He, uh, Alex Grimaldo is going to Leverkusen, um, this summer. Uh, so I see, oh, okay. that, that means you know. Kirkes is one that we we've been looking at basically, um, and it's one of them that we're, uh, you know it's one to keep an eye on. But whether it means that we get him ahead of Kieran Tierney, I mean, in terms of quality and what they've produced, Kieran Tierney's already shown his ability over the years. Um, but Kirkes is a young player that's got room to manoeuvre and room to grow. 
all depends on what what the, what the ownership and the manager is looking for. I think I think for me, I'd, I'd probably be swayed slightly towards Tierney, mainly due to the Premier League experience uh, and stuff like. Whereas, you know, he know you know he coming straight away and do and start from you know the first game of the season. Whereas with with Kirkes, is, is he is he a similar sort of purchase to what Harris Nashby's? Is where he's going to be somebody who could needs to be developed under someone to give him a bit more of a chance to get up to speed. You know what Eddie Howe wants to play and stuff like that. Where so we, we there's a need now with the Champions League football. That I think you need to improve on what you've got. You know, if you were to buy him, I think you'd still need to buy another left back. Uh, you know, if you had those both come in, you probably be swayed with something like Matt Target leaving or something like that. But for me, out of those two, if it was given one or the other. It would probably be. Uh, TD. Okay, let's move on. Question from Callum: With Chelsea going for Ugarte and Caicedo and Liverpool looking like Coney and Kevin Turum, who would you lads like us to get in the middle of the park? We've touched on a bit of this in in, in one of our shorts. Um, I think. Do you know I just want to just want obviously go back to the, the second part of that question, where it says Liverpool looking at Coney and Turum. Do you, do you think that they'll go for both? Because obviously we discussed this briefly in the chat the other day. Mm. However, there's also the rumours that it looks as though McAllister's going to be their first side of the summer. So would they still go for both of them with McAllister going in as well? Uh, no. So it's, it's interesting on that one. But uh, I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you reckon, Pete? Honestly, <laughs> I think Liverpool will sign probably three midfielders this summer. We we, we talked about in the chat about Kone and... Um, from Tram, and I think you kind of you weren't maybe sure about whether they would sign both. Their midfield is finished. Like you know, James Milner's gone on a on a on a free. Um, um, yeah, he's gone to Brighton. Oxley Chamberlain's been released on a free. Another centre midfielder. They've been playing Harvey Elliott in midfield most of the season, which tells you all you need to know. Um, they've got the young lad who, who broke through. That I think he's got a bad injury. He might be out until beyond the start of the season. So the you know Fabinho has been poor this season. They've just gone. He's had an awful season. Um, um, a lot of Liverpool fans are, are really questioning whether he's got a future at the club. So they they need a rebirth in that midfield. Jordan Henderson is obviously what I think he's what 32, 33. Moving on in terms of age wise, he, his productivity has not been great. Um, they need a brand new midfield and they've needed it for a few years now. So it would not surprise me if they go out and get Alec, uh, uh, McAllister, if they go out and get Kone, if they go out and get Kevin Turam. Now, all that depends on how quickly they can get those deals done and who else is involved. Now, it, no, if we're involved, it, yeah, uh, Basetic, um, uh, Callum, spot on as always. Um, Kevin Turam for me is the big one. Because we are like we we've been linked with him since October time, and we won't be the only team that are linked with him. I would say if we're linked with him, the likes of Man United and one or two others are linked with him. Liverpool are down the bottom of the pecking order, and the reason being is because of that. We can offer more money in transfer fee. We can offer more money in wages. That will be the big kicker in terms of whether he goes to Liverpool or not. I think Kone, I think, will go. 
like if Liverpool are genuinely interested in him. I just think that, yeah, there's a lot of things to play out there, but could they get all three? Definitely. I genuinely think because they need to revamp their midfield. I hope they don't, but I hope they get one out of the three because I think them not strengthening their midfield could be the difference between us staying ahead of them next season. I genuinely think yeah. that. Their attacking line is strong. Their defensive line will will and can get better. They've got Alisson that saved their ass so many times last season. Their midfield is the, is the key. And our midfield at the moment is better than theirs. Hopefully it stays that way next season. But I don't know what you guys think. Throw, throw, throw Rice, Rice in there. I know all the talk is about he's going to go to Arsenal and blah, blah, blah. And we won't be there for the wages. And, but you never know. You never know how it will all play out. Um, there's a lot, a lot of midfielders there in, in that mix. Um, shall be interesting to see how it plays out. Do you know what? There's, I'll tell you who else is... Obviously, you're asking for an alternative. And this is somebody who's been at Newcastle before. What about uh, going back for Mikel Mourinho? Because he was, a, he was fantastic at one season... That we had it before he went. Obviously, we got him from Dortmund. Uh, Rafa didn't want him to leave at all, but obviously there was a release clause in his contract that Sochi Dad met. Just so I think it's been there's been whispers a few times over the last couple of years. You know, obviously they're in the Champions League as well, same pot as Newcastle. <laughs> Is it? He always said he had. He felt like he's had an unfinished business. Newcastle would that be someone that Newcastle could potentially look to go back for if other players went? You know, to different places. 100%. He, if anyone's like followed Isaac and um, Real Sociedad, they're very good friends. And Isaac spoke to Mikel Marino before he came to Newcastle. So, could that deal happen? 100%. The only problem I would say is the transfer fee. He's, he is now a Spanish international. We're not talking five million you know, loan fee with a view to buy or whatever it was that we, we ended up buying him for. He had a £10 million release clause that he went to Sociedad with, which is an absolute steal for what they got him for. It was, it was a disgrace. Yeah, it was. For €10 million, euro, like, I, th- I think it was Euro. Was it Euros? It was a pound? I, I think we we, no, we we paid, was it £10 million for £10 million Euros? And I think we, had, we sold it for something, was it 16 or something? It was, it was, there was no way it was all, it should have only just been... <laughs> You might be right, Richie. I swear, I don't think it was that one. I, I, I was always, I always thought it was about like 10, 10 million pounds or ten million euros that we had a buyout clause for him for. Like, regardless of what it was, it was a disgrace that we sold him for that amount of money. He was, a, he, he was, and still is a quality player. And the problem is, is that we would have to pay considerably a, a lot more to get him out of. Real Sociedad to bring him to Newcastle. Could he deliver? Of course, he is a quality player. Um, he has everything. He can play number six, number eight, like score goals, links to play, great with the ball. Yes. <laughs> right, that links the. Yeah. I'm excited. Let's get the shorts. So he's got just oh, he's, he's got two years on his contract, Pete. <laughs> What's he's, that? Got two, he's got two years left on his contract. I'm just thinking about shorts. Add them to the list. Adam, this let's list gets longer every day. <laughs> Next one from, from Leon. Yeah, it's still, um, I'm excited, on, 
excited. <laughs> Take the brandy <laughs> off, Pete. Take it off, Pete. Um, do you think we're looking for a proper defensive midfielder or looking for another hybrid who can play uh, number eight and number six to interchange with Bruno? Do you know what? Mourinho's the perfect lad. It's, it's another hybrid. Could do a six. So, could so, do the so eight. Kevin Torham. Yeah. Do that too. True. Um, Very true. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of players that can, that can do both the roles. Um, I would throw out there um, Gabby Vega. Yeah, Vega yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. You can do both. Yeah. We, put, we Disc- we discussed the stats in the short. We, put the, we compared their stats. Yeah. Absolutely right. There's a lot of players out there that we're that we're looking at, by the way, that can do both in that role. Um, Yano's put on there in uh, Wilfred and Didi. Um, two years ago, I would have said, "Tell me where to sign about Wilfred and Didi." Now, with what I've seen of him this season, not a chance. <laughs> that guy's finished. I don't know who said that. But that guy's finished. Yeah, stay tuned because uh, there will be a rapid fire, quick fire uh, question on at the end. I've just, I've just, I've just thought of someone else. We've actually we've discussed it so much, so much recently. Uh, obviously, I know there's other people have got like first say on him. But you look at uh, uh, Romeo Lavia at Southampton. We discussed him before as a potential yeah. option. Is that you know, six and uh, Michael Pomar? Another fantastic shout in the chat there, Tyler Adams. You know, we we, yeah, we know that, well. yeah, we know that uh, Eddie Howe likes leaders. He's the captain of the, is uh, one of the, uh, the vice captain or captain that won't lead, and also for the US national team as well. There's another one, and to be fair, there's a few links coming out today from from the Man City side of things that that Man City would be willing to willing to sell Calvin Phillips, um, and Newcastle apparently interested in him. Um, nothing come from obviously from our side. But um, Callum is quite rightly said. Calvin Phillips again, another option. Can, can no, do a bit for, of for me, only at a real knockdown price. That one, just, yeah. Just if anyone watched the True Faith live show or listened to it, um, a number of the Newcastle United journalists, including um, I think it might be Luke Edwards, mentioned Onana. Yeah, I like Onana. Onana. Uh, apparently, well, I say apparently, we all know they're skint, they've got no money, yeah. um, and they will need to sell a little bit like they did with Richarlison last summer. They need to sell one of their big names in order to generate some money in order to be able to sign again. Because let's face it, they're still skint, they've got no money, they've got a stadium to pay for, it's nearly ready. They're in a difficult position there. So, Anana, who can also apply a, a six and an eight. Uh, another one to add to the list. I'll tell you another. I've just thought another one as well. And we is this all we discussed a few months ago? That's Phil Billings at, uh, at Bournemouth. Yeah, he's decent. <laughs> I got pelters for this when I said it, uh, particularly on the Joy's Dallas South chat. But, I, I like him as a player. Yeah, I, I do. Think, I think he's a good player. Like, is he is he Champions League ready? No, and that might be the big thing why people don't really consider him. <laughs> He's not Champions League ready. He's not that type of player. But I thought he gave so much to Bournemouth last season. I think he was a big reason why they stayed up, personally. Does but, he Does he strengthen the squad? Of course yeah, he's not. Exactly. Exactly. He's exactly. the squad massively. Mm. But it all depends 
what you consider or what we consider strengthening the squad is. If we're strengthening the squad with getting a Mikel Marino or a Kev from Turan and a, a Sean Longstaff or a Joe Willock is moving to the bench, that is also strengthening the squad yeah. because you're bringing in a player that's becoming first choice and those players that have been amazing for us this season and then playing a bench role or fighting for their position. So it, it kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it all depends on what Eddie Howe wants. Yeah, it's, it's also about financial fair play, as in like what we've got a certain amount we can spend and we, we move things around, the jigsaw around uh, to see if we get if we get our top seven here, we might have to go for someone lower down the list here just to make it all piece together. So, uh, yep, let's move on. Let's go to this one next. From nine goals, what do you make of us being second favourites at eleven to two for 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 the league on Paddy Power? Do you guys think we can actually challenge City? I'll go first. No, I I, I don't. I think we'll be in around top four again. But with all with the, the season ahead, it's it's a, a season of learning. European competition, trying to compete in all domestic fronts. Uh, we'd be lucky to get in the top four again. because uh, uh, we 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 excel this season. We finish ahead of where we thought we'd be, and we're, we are going to improve because of that but it's going to be tough to to emulate it again yeah. I, I, don't see it. I, I, I don't i don't i'd love it mm. <laughs> i love it i love <laughs> it um if we were to challenge man city that's for sure um but i just don't see it right now however what I will say to you, I didn't see us getting above eighth in the league. Yeah, and immediately. It's not a season. I had us between 10th and 8th. And I was rubbing my hands together as if to say, I'd be buzzing with that. We end up finishing fourth. So who knows? The one thing I'll say is, is that the way the Premier League finished this season is not the way in which it will finish next season. You've got teams that will rise. I genuinely think... Chelsea will rise and be better than they were last season. I genuinely think Liverpool will be better than they were last season. That doesn't mean to say that Newcastle won't be better than we were last season. And what I will say is uh, teams like Spurs, Brighton and Villa have got it all to do. They've got it all to do. Villa are going to be one to watch, I think. They might might want to watch next season. They have, but equally, the pressure's on them. They're expected to do well now. They weren't expected to do well back on the 4-0 at St. James's Park, and they've done well. It's all up in the air. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. That's it. It's it's like we mentioned, you know, you talk about this, we said, said, I think, might have actually briefly discussed it in one of the shorts that we're going to do over the next few days. There's potentially up to eight to ten teams that could be in and around the way that things are developed, but you've also got to look at Spurs have pretty much depended on Harry Kane for a long time now. It all depends on, obviously... He stays, Richie. Yeah, so he's got to... One, he's got to stay. Who's the manager going to be? They haven't got a clue. You know, the, the same... He must be Celtic. Poster Coglu from Celtic. Yeah, okay. Which isn't really going to sell... You know, there's a lot of people going, oh, I'm not really happy about that and stuff like that, but it is what it is. That's where Spurs are at the moment. You look at Brighton, can they keep on to all... keep hold of all these stars? Obviously, we know that McAllister looks like he's on his way out. Yeah. You know, Casado could be on his way out, and there's yeah. going to be people who are looking at Matoma, Enciso, Estepinan. There's loads of people that you know, they're not under any pressure to sell. Don't get me wrong, but 
But these are people that players will be look, you know, clubs will be looking to buy. So they've got the pressure of what does the recruitment side of things where they've got to bring in people to replace the people that are going out? And are they going to kick on like the ones have now? So then obviously, the, obviously also there was the point that Johnny Two Vice made in the chat. Next season, there's five places for the Champions League as well. It's not four, it's five because it goes into the league system. Yeah. We were going to briefly touch on it because obviously there's a, the, the whole structure changes from the season yeah. after. However, we've got to get there first. Let's get yeah. this year to the distant first before we get into talking about it in 12 months. But there's a lot of pundits on TalkSpot have turned on said that they could really see Newcastle pushing pushing Man City next year. So there's positives of that. For me, I think Newcastle are, are a bit like how Arsenal this season were a bit like Arsenal were last season. Hopefully they could learn from the mistakes and build on it. So for me, if you look at second or third, you know, you might not go the distance, a bit like how Arsenal have it, they, they fell away. That might be something Newcastle do, second or third, and fall away. That's another learning curve. You add more yeah, strength yeah. for you and you build again. So there's yeah, I, think, I, I, it. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, as Pete said about, about eighth, I, I, that's where I said eighth or higher this season. And, and I was surprised and, and everything when they got, got higher then. So set yourself a, a realistic target in your head and then enjoy it. If you get finish higher than that, all the better. Because uh, you, be, you might set yourself up for disappointment if you think they're going to win the league or come second or something like that. One thing I'll say is that we lost the same amount of games as Man City this season, but the draws is the big thing that yeah. happens to The draws. Now you go back to Bournemouth at home, Crystal Palace where we should have won and that Tariq uh, Mitchell goal that should have stood, yeah. we didn't. Uh, Bournemouth, we, we, to be fair, with the amount of chances we had, I think the Isaac threw on goal early on and he tried to lob the keeper and it didn't work. That, that goal would have won us the game potentially. You know, you go back to the Leeds New Year's e- New Year's Eve, I think, where Sean Longstaff had about six chances to score yeah. and he didn't. You know, you've got the Bournemouth away, you've got the Palace away. We had we dominated possession, never really looked like losing, apart from that big save at the end from Nick Pope. Um, West Ham at home, the Callum Wilson throw on goal in the Aguirre tackle. You know, you go through all of these games and these draws that we that we had. You turn them into wins. It's a title tilt. There's no doubt about it. So I'm not saying that we're going to lose the same amount of games next season. What I'm saying is, is that is that there is room to move on and and progress. What I'm saying is, is that I don't know if Arsenal are going to stay in this position next season. I don't know if Man United are going to stay in this position next season. They could go up or down. The only guarantee we've got in those top 10 positions that you talked about, Richie, is that Man City will be fighting for the title. That's the only guarantee that you can put on any of those top teams, that they are the team to beat. Unless, unless Premier League gets their act together and uh, they get relegated uh, to the Championship or somewhere like that. Then, well, apart from that, no, they're definitely one of the other challenges. Uh, right, let's move on. I'm, I'm skipping some of the questions to keep for the rapid fire round, but uh, going to hear from Yano. Uh, when we're talking about the keepers, he asked. He asked about. Uh, he said he would like a second choice keeper who can challenge Pope. So would I. Uh, someone in uh, another one, one that could challenge Pope, and all just what depends what is going to happen with Dubravka and Karius. But um, 
And any any thoughts on the keeper, lads? Uh, we don't we don't talk of like uh for someone to challenge Pope. Not not a not a third choice. Hmm. I don't, I don't think it's really well until we've actually found out what happened with ours. I don't think it's something that we've really looked at. Yeah. To be fair, uh, I said that the 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 one keeper that you that you look at as possibly number two, it'd be an upgrade on what we've got. Uh, I know we've discussed it before. Not currently playing well. He what he started the season, but I didn't finish it. You look at Robert Sanchez at Brighton. Yeah. He'd be a fantastic number two. Uh, obviously, everyone likes David Rea, but he's going to want first team football if he was to move on from Brentford. They've just signed a, a new keeper that for eleven million from I think from somewhere in Holland. But obviously, there's rumours that Rea is going to be going to somewhere like Spurs or Man United. So he's not going to come and sit and be in Pope's number two, but. It's it's a difficult one. It's it's a, it's a really hard thing to do because obviously, when you've got a goalkeeper, there's only, there's only one position playing on the pitch week in week out, and you've got to be obviously sell it to come in. And be look, you're going to be number two. It's like look at look at West Ham. Uh, West Ham. They've got Ariola as their number two. He was at PSG before that. You know what I mean? Then obviously Donna Rubber came in, and then you obviously had Buffon around him as well. So they had a fantastic number two. You've got to. Be coming, it's a hard job to do to come in and know that you're sitting on the bench week in, week out with the opportunity to potentially challenge number one. It's a really, really difficult thing to do. So, I have to say, from what the athletic put out there, the um, Newcastle in talks in extending Caris's uh, contract, yeah, yeah. which, which yeah. If, if that's the case, it makes you think that he's going to be number two next season, which means that. You know, it could well be that Martin Dubravka moves on. Now, I have to say, Martin Dubravka, watching him at Stamford Bridge, I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> really it, was. Did. Uh, it doesn't mean that he's always going to be brilliant. He's had bad games. Um, he might desperately want to go out and, uh, and play first-team football, which is absolutely fine. Um, but Karius might be that number two that might be happy to play on the bench and sit on the bench. Daz, I know you put in the chat about his missus not maybe not wanting to, yeah, to, yeah. to stay north. And that's a question of conversation. There's other players. Callum's, again, coming with other players, uh, other goalkeepers. Robert Sanchez that you boys have mentioned. Good goalkeeper. Very, very good goalkeeper. Surprised that he's actually... Not getting in front of of Steel at Brighton, but Steel is better with the ball, which is probably the reason why. Um, Alban Lafont is another goalkeeper, a young goalkeeper that's hugely talented, um, come from Nantes, um, and he is another consideration. Mm-hmm. But have we not considered the fact that David De Gea is likely to go on a free? Um, and, and Ray is likely to replace him because that's who he wants. Would you take David De Gea uh, as all a goal my, fight all my years, number one? All... That's the question that I'm going to ask to you right now. Jeez. David De Gea or Nick Pope? David De Gea with the most clean sheets this season or Nick Pope, who is, has been a revelation for Newcastle? Who would you want at, at Newcastle if that was the question that was put to you? Uh, Callum's coming with a no, and I'm assuming that's the whole conversation. But boys, what do you think? Yeah, I want Pope all day long. I don't want uh, uh, David Gea. I, I'm, for years, I've been complaining about David Gea and uh, how, how how he's he he messes up so many times. Uh, okay, at times he's unreal as well. But the concentration goes. Uh, no, I don't want him. No, I don't want a Man United cast off. No way. That those days <laughs> are gone. What are you I've, thinking? 
no, I've, I've, I've got to agree with uh, Daz. There's no way I would have to hear you. Know, like, you know, you look at the season with Nick Pope, but yes, he had that glaring mistake at the Howell against Liverpool, you know. But at the end of the day, how that, that's probably what one, two really bad mistakes I post. How many's De Gea done season in, season out? Whether he's, you know, that, that's the problem. You, you don't look at, he's just a, a nightmare. How he's got, and this is this is one of the contentious decisions where he, he's got he's got the golden glove because he had the most clean sheets, right? But for me, surely the golden glove it shouldn't be how many clean sheets you've got. It should be who's the conceded the less goals this season because you look at to yeah. here the conceded seven against you know Liverpool. That for me, it's not about clean sheets. It should be about how many goals you concede over the season. Which if that was the case. You've got Edison and you've got Nick Pope who would join top on that one. So for me, that's a fair that's that should be the better way to judge a goalkeeper because obviously it's how many you concede rather than how many clean sheets you've got. Because the clean sheets, it could be all down to how many how your defenders have played as well. So it's you know what I mean. But that Pope all day. I agree. I'm just I, I, I was Devil's advocate. I was Chris Owen. I was being Devil's advocate. I was out there for you. So, uh, right. yeah, interesting. But, no, but uh, De Gea is likely to be a free transfer this summer because a lot of talking uh, from Man United sections is that um, is that he's not likely to be given a new contract. David Rayer has always been an identified target um, to be signed at Man United. Chelsea are also looking at him as well. So are Tottenham for the reasons that Richie mentioned because Hugo Lloris is going to be leaving. Chelsea are looking to build a new goalkeeper at that, that level. So, be, yeah, be interesting. But, yeah, go for it. Other questions, boys? Okay, one last one. So, before we go to a quick, quick fire one, and, and I haven't heard this guy's name either, but maybe you guys have. Uh, Bobby asks, have you heard of this guy? Uh, here on screen, his name's mentioned from Montpellier. Uh, he's been linked in the newspapers over here. Great talent, twenty years old, seventeen goals this season. No. I've I've heard his name mentioned, but I don't know a lot about him. If I'm honest, uh, I think he's he's been linked with other with other clubs. Uh, but hey, he's got a good name. Why I? Why I? Why I, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what? Sign him. Look, Pete. <laughs> yeah, Save the question. Let's ask Lee when he's on. Yeah. I was going to say that that is, that is a question for Lee, hundred percent. Because yeah. yeah, I don't I don't really know any. I've not I've not seen too much about him from Montpellier, but um, Lee, Lee will know a little bit about him. So that, yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Let's right. add that one to the list. Add to the list. Yeah. Right. Are you ready for the rapid fire quick fire round? I've got, uh, we might run over on that. Sorry, here we go. One, three, two, one, go. Okay, so first question is, uh, how, how much wood can a wood chucker chuck? Oh, what is this? <laughs> oh, come on, I need answers. Come on, come on. Yeah, pass. Uh, okay, Michael Palmer. Uh, since it's Pride Month, who's the hottest <laughs> NUFC player? He's gonna be. End- he's gonna get banned from. You know what? You've got. To, you've got to turn around and see if Fabian and Shaw because all the w- women like him, don't they? There we go. You're having this. Jason Scott. Dad, can you play the Champions League music? Yes, I can, Jason. Um, next question is. 
Uh, what's the ticket situation for it's going to be for the Champions League away? Too long nightmare. to answer it, Chris. Nightmare. <laughs> a nightmare. What I will say is that European teams have passport or identification that you're needed to get a ticket to get into the stadium. So um, if you're looking for a ticket, that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. Okay. So we didn't get through half of them. We have to do it again. We're going to have to do it again. Richie, let's, let's kick off. Hang on. Hang on. How many, we, need, <laughs> we need two men, so we need uh, 120 seconds. Uh, next question is, if you could go back in time and, tra and trade the Champions League adventure for the, the League Cup win, uh, would you take it? No. no. I'd keep the I always said that Champions League would progress the club further. We'll win trophies down the line in the next few years anyway. Champions League progress. You know, the project gets better. Better people coming in. There you go. Right, moving on. Uh, Mark Carlos, would you be happy getting conference place next year with the additional competition? Uh, we'll be embedding in new pairs. Please. No. Um, minimum Europa League. Uh, we need to progress further than that. Richie, comes from Neil. Speculation on Osman today. Any news? Not that I know of. I know he has been mentioned again. Uh, it, it was, we discussed it yesterday in our WhatsApp chat, Gazette Adela the Sport. However, they reckon that Napoli are after, I think it's 130 million euros for it. You know, don't get us wrong, we all love him on this channel, but are Newcastle really going to sp spend that on one player this window? I will add to that, and, and I know the time is out. I I don't rate Galeta Della Sport, but I did speak to Lee about that, and he says normally they're a good they're a good source. So. Don't worry, Pete, because we've got another one. Because we've got more questions going. So this is this is down to 180 <laughs> seconds countdown. Here we go no, again. Please. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, from Callum. Question: Do you trust Amiobi uh, to get these loan rules right? <laughs> no. MTV Cribs, Amiobi fame. Okay, move on. Let's go from John Noble. Would you swap ASM for Diaby? Hell yes. Richie. Hell yes. Hell yes. <laughs> Uh, Pete, Michael Farber asks question: Would you sell Wilson if you got a bid of thirty million or more for him? Yeah, I would. Richie, uh, question: Kyle Walker Peters as a backup for Trippier? Hell yes! Hell yes! Hell yes. <laughs> Come on! Uh, <laughs> I'd be cool uh, if you didn't say yes. <laughs> Mar uh, Pete, Mark Tardes, would you be? We had that one. Oh, we had that one. Now where's this one? Uh, yes, this one. Uh, do you get? Do they own the twenty ones and twenty three players get trained the same way as the first team? So when it gets, it gets the call up. Ah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Any good quality team has the same process and the same style of play built from the under-20s all the way through to the first team. Barcelona were renowned for it in that tiki-taka football. Real Madrid the same. Man United the same. If you're going to build a player to come into the first team and be ready, you build and make them play the same type of football. And I'm going to play this for Jason as we're talking in the background as well. Uh, so yeah, that, that was it. That was a quick fire round, guys. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, more of those to come. Uh, we got through three quick fire rounds there. That's another one for that, Jason. But we did play it for you. Um, Jeff, <laughs> that is it. Uh, Richie, hand back to you to sign off for the night. Look, the, all we can say is that, look, we really appreciate that you've decided to join us. There, uh, still, still over 150 in the chat live on a Friday night. You know, you could be out in a beer garden somewhere, but you've decided to join us on a Friday night at home. So look, Fantastic, you all decided to join us. Much appreciated. So, 
you know, uh, the only way I can actually end the show is like Callum said, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Loads of shows coming up as well, Richie. Uh, must, must say, but we'll get you to do another hell yeah. Yeah, so plenty of shorts going up, as you said, 9, 9 a.m. And, um, yeah. Over the next three mornings, and there'll be other shorts dropping. We'll be back next week with another fully loaded transfer short. We also have to come with Squad Game. Squad Game is coming next week. We just have to pick a day to, to run it, so keep an eye on that as well. So, Richie, give us another hell yeah. Hell yeah. Good night, everyone. See you later. Passion for your life.